Welcome to episode 8 of Listen, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Molly Doyle. And I'm Jasmine Doyle. So, this is a very exciting episode for us to be recording. I'm so excited. Me too, me too. It feels so exciting to be in the, the world of Doctor Who actually coming out and things happening. I know. Um, yes, and that's obviously the reason it's also exciting. We're doing a sort of live reaction, well, not live, but as close as live as we can get to a reaction to yeah. the new episode. We have new content. Yay. This is just a very exciting moment. And yeah, like, how long has it been since we've watched something? I guess we were close to being live with Revolution of the Daleks. We watched it the day after. So I guess the last one, I don't know. I don't know what I actually remember watching the day off. A long time back. I feel like Peter. Probably. I don't even know if I watched that. Matt, like this is, this is historic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So given that we now have this new series coming out on a weekly basis, the format of our episodes is gonna change for the next little while. Um, we've actually got some old episodes that we recorded in our usual style, but they'll be postponed and it will come out after this series. Um, but the plan for the time being, let's hope we can stick to it, yeah. is to watch the episode, record a podcast as soon as we can, try and edit it. It'll be a bit more rough and ready, perhaps, Yeah. than our previous episodes. And we'll try and refrain ourselves from talking for too long. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be the biggest challenge, but we really want to try and get these out there yeah. because this is such an exciting time and we can actually engage with the Doctor Who community and like be in the moment with exactly. the series. So that's the plan. Um, so I guess we've got six weeks of flux chat. Yeah. Do you want to introduce this episode then, Jazz? Yeah. So this is the very first episode of series 13 and it's titled The Halloween Apocalypse. Yes, and it's now... Doctor Who colon flux. Flux. So this is episode one of six, which is going to be one long continuous story flux, which is a very exciting prospect. Definitely. And it's also, I like they're calling them chapters. Yeah, that's fun. So I guess. Just dive straight into the discussion. Yeah, so we're going to go for some overall thoughts and then we're just going to go through the episode and pull out what we want to pull out. Yeah. And yeah, just, just get excited about Flux. So, Jazz, what are your overall thoughts? What did you think of Flux? I really enjoyed it. I Yeah, I loved it. Like, it was so... There was lots going on, which at times I was like, is it too much going on? But I don't think it was. I loved it. Um it was just, it was very fast paced. It was very fun. It was very filled with drama and things going on. Um, very good overall first thoughts for me. Very captivating. Yeah. What about you? No, I, I completely agree. I think the biggest takeaway that I have from this episode is like the scale and the stakes like yeah. the stakes were so high which I just think is great because it's just very exciting when it's like how could they possibly go bigger because they've already done like all these things but it's yeah. like no like this seems to be potentially like the biggest thing yet and yeah like it's just across the universe across time all mm-hmm. these storylines all these characters I think yeah 
I've so I should say I've watched the episode twice now um and I feel like having watched it the second time I do feel a little bit more genned up of on what's actually happening yeah there are a lot of characters there are a lot of storylines going on I think it's I mean we'll have to see how it plays out and how it hopefully pays off but from my perspective now is that I think although there are so many questions um that are unanswered and so many like mysteries woven together I think it's really good and I like I think it's cool because because of the nature of this series because it is all one story like Doctor Who's got this luxury now of being able to spend such a long time like setting it up and introducing yeah. all these characters in a normal episode they can't do that they have to you know introduce the story deal with the problem resolve it all by the end but like because this is a six-parter yeah. like they can do that they 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 have the scope it's allowing them i think to be bolder and bigger with it i agree for sure. I, I think for me, it was the beginning of the episode and there were so many things suddenly being introduced. And I was like, is this is this too much? Like there's mm. so many new characters. But I think by the end of the episodes, once we kind of revisited those places yeah. and things more than once and you're kind of getting a bit more familiar, I actually really liked that because it feels kind of like a big puzzle and I can see it all kind of, I don't, I don't know where it's going to go, but it feels like it's all going to kind of piece together and resolve itself into something like, I like how these seemingly unrelated things might kind of join. Yeah, because of course, yeah, they're obviously, they are all going to be connected. Yeah. And the fun of it is how and exactly. why and what's going on. But yeah, positive thoughts from me as well. Yeah. Um, how do you think this rates as a series opener? I haven't thought about it. It, it feels very different to it me. It does. It feels, it feels kind of almost like a movie. Like, it feels kind of very big and like almost kind of like a marvel movie or something it feels cinematic doesn't yeah it? very cinematic um like you know like even the opening scene was so like movie cinematic like um like a bond movie or something yeah i'm trying to think like of all the episodes i mean because we did that whole podcast episode talking about the opening episode yeah <laughs> and i wonder what we think of this i think we'd rate it quite high i think if anything the most similar it is to me is to spyfall yeah but um it's still on a completely different it's really different level you know yeah it is um really enjoyable yeah yeah definitely um right should we should we dive in with um going through the episode yeah vaguely chronologically just for a little bit of structure so um and if there's anything you want to say, oh yeah, we should kind of maybe give a little precursor of like what we've done. So I said, I've watched it twice. The second time I watched it just now, I took notes. So that's going to be, we're going to kind of go through the episode that way. But Jazzy has read a couple of opinion pieces, articles. I looked through the uh, the Instagram and saw some the other people's thoughts and things. Yeah, I did a little bit of that. So I think, um, yeah, that's the perspective we're coming yeah. from. We're going to try and bring together our own ideas and, yeah, for sure. and a little bit. Um, of what we've said and yeah I one thing I was just going to say is I do think there's been a lot of positivity about this episode yeah which I think is really great to see I've seen a lot of really good opinions of people who didn't necessarily enjoy the previous two series so much I even saw people being like oh this is the first like um Jodie one that's made me really excited and things which is yeah nice that it's hooking in maybe some of the different people who have pushed it away a bit um so yeah 
very yeah. exciting yeah so okay let's go through the episode then yeah so the cold open what did you think of that i liked it i thought it was very fun it was like kind of silly the cgi was questionable at times but like um fun very like um straight into the action there was no like slow build it was just like here we go and it was what i liked as well was the setup was that um made you feel like Yaz and the Doctor have been like traveling for quite a long time and like yeah. doing their own thing, which is nice to see. It's, I, I'm very happy to see Yaz getting her good time with the Doctor and evolving as a character. Yeah. Yeah, it felt, I think it was, it was quite a lighthearted opening despite being quite dramatic. It felt quite kind of like, ha uh-huh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it had funny moments, like, yeah. you know, her trying to be like, release, and be like, well, I was Scottish, you know, you did this. Yeah, I love that, <laughs> a bit of a Capaldi reference. Yeah, yeah that's and funny. there was a line that I thought, I felt was very doctorish that she had, where she was like, are you ready? And Yaz is like, no, and she's like, me neither, I love not being ready. And I'm like, that feels very yeah. Doctor Who, like, the Doctor <laughs> would is. definitely say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also very dramatic, like, why... Why is he trying? Why is Carvinista as a character trying to kill the Doctor and Yaz? Do we know? I Did we find out? No. <laughs> because I, I did. I don't quite know. Is it just that she's following him and he's like, "Stop following me"? Perhaps. Because he's dangling them over boiling acid. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is very like, uh, like I said, it's very much like a kind of classic Bond villain thing to do. Mm. It's like. Haha, you are dangling above a vat of acid and then yeah. you will be shot by my death rays and like It's like a caricature yeah, of a villain kind it is. of. But was fun, I thought. But it definitely makes us it's not like a sedate opening. No. It was good, they really threw you into it, like. Yeah, I was thinking I'm just reminded of like our discussion of other opening episodes. Particularly it's different to like the RTD years. Yeah. Because all the openings started very domestic. Yeah, they did. Whereas this is not. This is completely Undomestic. Yeah, like, exactly. We're, we're like complete alien central. Yeah. But yeah. And then, I mean, I've seen some of the, the Thasmin shippers. Yeah. Um, the the bed. The bed, yes. I know. What's going on? I didn't there. know. I, I thought maybe that's some sort of reference, but I didn't know. What, to them being a couple? To them, I think kind of referencing it, but not actually, I don't think they're actually going to go there. Do you not? Well, they had a line later like where they were said something like we're friends yeah did you catch that i can't i can't remember the exact context mm. but i don't know it'd be interesting to see i feel like they probably won't do any romance i don't think so i think this series is going to be so jammed packed with other things i don't know if they even have time for like a romance subplot <laughs> I'd like there to be because I I don't know. I like romance in Doctor Who. But, I'd like um, I I don't mind. I'm quite happy for Jodie to go through her time as the Doctor without any romance. Mm. I think it's quite nice for some doctors to have a romantic side and some doctors to not. Yeah, I get that. And I guess it's kind of refreshing for for Jodie a not- female protagonist to not be have some motives would be do to do with love because that's so common for women characters no i get that i like that i'm just a bit of a softie Uh, yeah yeah no but i can also see why it would be nice very nice to have yaz and the doctor as a couple (laughs) we'll have to see how it progresses but i also am very happy to see yaz and the doctor like interacting and yaz kind of the the tardis was very busy before 
when we had Graham and Ryan around. And yeah. it's nice to have Yaz really get her moment. No, it is. And I guess this is kind of jumping ahead a bit, but we yeah. as well as we're talking about Yaz. Like, I really did like the way they did Yaz. And like you say, yeah, you... I feel like she's really been given the space to breathe as a character yeah. and like come into her own. And I don't know, they're very much equals kind yeah. of in this episode. It reminded me of um, Clara. I was like, going to say you know, Clara. Yeah. yeah. Kind of becoming the doctor and she like... They're co-pilot. A co-pilot. They're like a double like the act. Fact, the bit where I know that this is way ahead, but when she like rescues Dan and she's like doing yeah. all the tech herself. Yeah, and like... like and it gives the impression that it has been a long time. I don't know how, I yeah. don't know if they ever addressed how long it's been since we've last seen them, but it gets the impression that she seems to have like really come into her own now, um, which is really nice to see. Yeah. And I mean, we've spoken about that before. We like when there's a sense that something's going on that yeah. we don't see, like exactly. other adventures to yeah. strengthen the relationship. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So Yaz, I'm a fan of. Yeah. And um, I really, I really did like Yaz in this episode. I thought that was a. Yeah. Like, I don't, I've not always, like, warmed to Yaz. Like, there's some episodes where I really do and some episodes where I don't so much. But this yeah. time, I was like, I think I'm going to really like Yaz, this series. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. Yeah. So then we get the titles. Um, oh, the, the I think briefly on, so, like, the lead into the, the titles mm-hmm. is, like, Carvanisa saying something like, um... Like the final few hours of planet Earth, like that's the yeah. like line, and you're like, what? Obviously, yeah. that's like the setup of everything, and you're like, what's going on? The titles of I don't yeah. know, the theme music. I don't think that's changed, but it's always a good time, gets you excited, definitely. And then we have Liverpool 1820. Mm. These mysterious Victorian yeah. men. And they never What's came back on? to this in the episode either. So Only, it's very... Did they? Oh, at the very end, they well, had one flash. Well, the very end when they flashed everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were the only ones... Really left very unknown. Yeah, but I... Um, so that is a big mystery there. What's going on? I mean, they're building something, right? Yeah. Digging tunnels, I think. Yeah. So one guy is like in charge of building this project. Yeah. The other guy is like, what are you doing? These plans don't make exactly. sense. But he says something about... Um, like the cataclysmic is coming, mm. like the impossible. And then later they refer to the flux yeah. as the cataclysm. So like he's obviously is talking about the flux. He must be getting some visit from some extraterrestrial future, something coming from our time. Yeah, I get the idea that he's probably like a pawn working for, yeah. you know, like bigger alien it's powers. It's happened in Doctor like, Who before where some yeah. historical person is being like, you know puppeted by the or it's almost giving me um dalek sec hybrid vibes you know when yeah. he was like doing the dalek yeah, exactly. and things like that so yeah so that's that's very much left as a mystery we don't know what that's going to be yet one of the most mysterious bits i think it's nice that's our only bit we have in the past in yeah this episode but also it's interesting it's liverpool because it's linked to where we then go to the future so yeah i assume there'll be some link to why it's also in liverpool yeah, I think Liverpool is going to be the focal. But do you think? Do you think we've left Sheffield behind, and now Liverpool is like the focus of this series? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Which is very fun to see because we just went to Liverpool this. Summer. Yeah, we were there in the <laughs> so summer, which was when cool. they did like the pan through past the like museums. I was like, oh my god, we've been there. Yeah, That's I guess. Cool. Should we move on to that then? Because I guess we should. There's not much else to say right now about the. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I wrote down Liverpool present day. We were there. <laughs> yeah. We were, and we found that it's cool really Doctor cool. Who thing in the gallery. Yeah, that was so cool. But yeah, and then, of course, the introduction we meet to Dan. Dan, what do you think? I really, really like Dan. Yeah, I, I think that was such a great opening for him. I really warmed to his character immediately. I think John Bishop is doing such a great job. Mm, I think so too. He feels really kind of nice and a warm guy, you know, like really just likable. And I, I just get a good vibe straight away from Dan. Yeah, definitely. And I think that seems to be the general consensus. Yeah. But, um, I guess we should maybe have a little chat if we've got a brief moment, because it's interesting, obviously, because we've we pre-recorded a lot of our episodes. Yeah. We hadn't had any episodes where we discussed our thoughts or our predictions or anything like no. about Series 13. Um, so what were your thoughts on Dan before you saw him? Like, did you think you were going to like him? Were you apprehensive? Yeah, I I was ex- I was excited for Dan because I've seen like interviews with John Bishop and everything. And I think John Bishop seems like a really great guy. And like even just the little preview we had at the end of Revolution at the Daleks, literally you saw him for like a second, but I already was like, oh, he seems like a nice down to earth guy. Um, so I'm I had good expectations, but I feel like he has definitely reached them for me. What about you? Yeah, I was I think initially I was a bit like, Oh, I just wanted to see like the doctor in Yak. Yeah, I think it's like I agreed another with comedian. That I think some people were like, Oh, it's just like another Bradley Walsh. Yeah. Or like that kind of figure. But I don't think he is and I was excited for him though, like you say, the previews look good, the interviews, the thing I like the most is he seems so excited and so passionate about the show, Yeah, which is I always love a that. good sign. Um, and yeah, and it, it worked really well in this episode. I, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see going forward, like how much of a trio they are versus yeah. like the pair and Dan. But he seemed to be good, like his kind of chemistry with Yaz was good straight away, I thought their yeah. kind of bantering I think worked really well. So hopefully them as a trio might be a good a good trio. Yeah, and I, I like, I think the way they've worked him into the story is quite, obviously companions always, you know, are introduced because something happens that brings them into contact with the Doctor, mm-hmm. but he himself and his house and everything, and like, he's central to what's happening. Yeah. Um. So, you know, he's like kind of swept into this whether he wants to be or not. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's going to be a case of like, he's choosing to join the doctor. I think it's like, he, he is, he's kind of forced he's, into He's it. there, whether he wants to. And he's is... like thrown straight in. He doesn't have some kind of, um, you know, a lot of the companions first episodes will be them at, in their normal place of like work or whatever, something yeah. happening to them. Um, like all of them, like Rose and Martha and Donna, they've all had these kind of episodes where they kind of get into it and decide yeah. to go with the doctor at the end. Yeah. But this is very much like Dan is just so confused. He's been taken off. He hasn't even met the doctor yet. And he's in some weird like dog spaceship. But yeah, exactly. I suppose we'll get to that because we're still kind of on the Dan's introduction. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was cool to have him a different kind of introduction to a companion. But Dan, um, why is he doing tours of the museum? When I think he's work? just really passionate about Liverpool. <laughs> he loves his city. Which I got yeah. good vibes. I thought that was sweet. It is sweet. It's quite funny. Yeah. I like that. A centre of art and music and sport. And he wants to share it and make people happy. It's nice. Yeah. But we didn't see him do his actual job, did we? Because we no. see him in the museum. We see him in the food and bank. And the food bank, which is nice. It shows yeah. um, that he's a very generous 
kind person. And also it was nice to see the contrast of him going home and not having oh, any food in his cupboards. And yet still having sweets for the children. Yeah, and still turning down the soup in the food bank. Yeah. No, I think that was sad, but like sweet. Yeah. And a nice kind of setup to his character. And it also kind of puts him in the classic companion situation of being in a kind of not um, necessarily like the best place before yep. meeting the doctor. And um, hopefully we'll have a nice experience and be yeah end so. up happy and then i guess the last thing we also do meet diane diane yeah it's interesting because they set her up as sort of being you know dan's love interest whatever you don't think that she's gonna have a role in it particularly like she'll be there she won't directly herself be related to the aliens or the yeah. baddies or whatever but like obviously they have targeted her yeah because i very much thought that she was just gonna be a kind of um like so just a thing to ground yeah like the thing for i thought she was going to be like waiting for him and he was going to be whisked off with the doctor and she was yeah. it was going to be like grounding him there and that kind of tying him to earth and you know that but she was very much linked into the story for reasons unknown um yeah so yeah that was interesting what will, uh, what next do we have to discuss so next we go we get this the first psychic connection mm. of the doctor with the swarm yeah um which reminded me of harry potter and you know when harry's having all those visions yeah. of like seeing voldemort that's very like, true especially because then in that scene the prisoner swarm guy like he really reminded me of voldemort being reborn yeah did you get Yeah, he actually vibes? gave quite Voldemort vibes, this guy. He did. He had a he kind really of like did. softly spoken but yeah. menacing. You can imagine Ray yeah. Fiennes doing it. You can. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually really like this villain. I think he's really intriguing. Yeah, so what are you, what, what were your initial impressions and what are you, have you thought I, about? I think, I, I don't know like what his intentions are. It's very interesting that he has some sort of past connection with the doctor, that the doc, like it must be like pre Hartnell. Um, mm. I love a villain who can very much like command a sense yeah. of like, um, I don't know, just, if, you know when you feel like it could be some like Shakespearean actor doing it. Yeah, no, completely. Like that authority, that power, that, that gravity. Yeah. And it takes a lot because particularly in the context of this episode where we've got the Weeping Angels, we've got the Sontarans who have both been hyped yeah. up um, to have this unknown coming in and stealing the show really. Like they're yeah, the one that this, you think they're you get the big the sense, bad. Yeah, this is the, this is the big villain of the series. I think it's interesting because did you ever watch that Comic-Con panel? No. Because they were asked them like what one word would you use to like describe the series? Or something. And I think, yeah. like, Jodie and Mandip and John all said things like, I can't remember what they said, but they were, like, excited. They didn't say exciting, but they said, like, you know, adjectives. And Chris Chibnall said swarm. Ooh. And everyone was like, swarm. And obviously now we know. Yeah. So um, I thought, so we have him, when we first see him, he's imprisoned, obviously, yeah. since, supposedly, since the dawn of time, they say. Yeah. And you get these two, these two characters that come up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the this when I this is when I had the subtitles on. Yeah, he said N Sentak. This is um, for your or after all your service to the division. So these the two division. Are both 
they're from the division which I mean that was one of the most intriguing aspects of the yeah. final two part of series 12 and I've seen a lot of links to the division in this um yeah episode they were saying um I read that like like Vinda is probably also linked to the division. They said, yeah. who was it who they said had the same guns as the division? I think. Oh, really? Yeah. There is a lot. And this is very exciting because I think the division is one of the most exciting things that they've done. Like it's all that stuff, which I f- don't fully understand. I guess we're not supposed to, but all that stuff that they had in the Timeless Children yeah. two-parter with Brendan and the flashbacks and all of that. Like, yeah. Ooh, that was very clever. And of course, we in this scene, we have the swarm transforming, killing yeah. the two mm-hmm. operatives, whatever they are, um, and having that creepy face transformation. Yeah. And then like being there, they're very scary looking. They are. Him and his sister, who we later... I, I, I really like the design of them, actually. I think they look very cool. Yeah. Kind of skull. They're kind of skeleton-esque. Like. Yeah, yeah. But like... with like creepy, almost carnival-like... <laughs> Like Day of the Dead kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, this is very interesting. Very interesting. And the the kind of look into the, directly into the camera and like trick or treat there. That was was cool. I liked it because I wasn't expecting it. And suddenly I was like, oh, he's talking to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, whoa. Um, I think the way they, um, the Halloween connection, obviously speaking of trick or treat, like they did that quite well. It wasn't overbearing. Yeah. It wasn't too like, in your face trying to be and they've like... never explicitly done halloween no it's cool um yeah yeah what next in the so next we 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 go back to the tardis briefly um uh-huh. not for a long scene but the tardis is leaking yes um and this was interesting but also more interesting i guess we come to that later but the stuff with the doors was so cool like yeah. the doors of the tardis Being are like wrong like the strange like angles yeah. yeah i was like i love that i don't know what it was but i was like this is very cool it's very like, cool i like the warping of the dimensions and stuff yeah like, kind oh. of reminded me of flatline with yeah. the tiny door yeah. and stuff no it did yeah so that was cool but so anyway in this case the tardis is leaking mm-hmm why is that happening? We don't know. The doctor scans it and obviously she... And she's just brushing it off to Yaz like, oh, it's nothing, it's fine. But but what do you think that could be? Because obviously she doesn't know, know anything about the flux as is later revealed. So yeah. that's not to do with the flux because no. she seems very shocked when she learns about that. So is this something we else? We don't know. Or is it just that something's wrong? And Yeah, I don't know. But the TARDIS is clearly very unhealthy mm. at this point. And that's yeah. quite crucial because the TARDIS is necessary <laughs> and like yeah, every yeah. every journey they were making it was like oh we can't do it why is it not working and if that's gonna keep going on that's a huge problem <laughs> it's gonna cause quite a few I wonder whether it would be work. the doctor left without the TARDIS for um a while because that's a classic kind of um superhero movie thing where it's mm. like um it happens a lot with Marvel movies where it gets to like the third movie and it's like can Iron Man be Iron Man without the suit or can Thor be Thor without the hammer and I don't know whether the doctor's gonna have her like moment without the TARDIS the thing is she has already had that true at the beginning at the very beginning of her yeah which would be an interesting callback if they did yeah kind of full circle to the very beginning of her but Yeah. yeah Because she fell out of the TARDIS. Like, at the end of the episode, when the doors are open and everything's Yeah, it was around, really similar it, to the yeah, beginning, wasn't it? Yeah, It was cool. Um, so that's cool. That was only a brief scene. And then we move on 
to, we've already discussed this, but we're back to Dan mm-hmm. at the food bank. So this is when we get that context of yeah. him, which just makes us love him more because, you know, he's obviously a very yeah. kind, giving, selfless person. Exactly. Um, and then we're Dan in his house mm-hmm. with the trick-or-treaters. Yeah. We're setting up who Dan is. It's all building his character, I think. Yeah. But then we have the collision of Dan's world, his normal human day-to-day life. And this is when we have the alien intrusion into Dan's life. Because Carnivista breaks in um, and they have this face-to-face. I... What do you you think about Carnivista as a character? I think it's quite silly. Like, he looks Mm. a bit silly but it's kind of I don't know it kind of works I think as a like kind of not entirely serious villain because I feel like if we've got we've got the the swarm being all menacing and dark yeah I don't think we necessarily I think it's it's a bit of like a, a joke but I think he's I don't think it doesn't work yeah I, I get that, actually. That does make sense. I was going to say, like, I I think he probably is my least favourite part of the episode. Um, yeah. Certainly my least favourite character. Well, I say that. I think the, later, when it's revealed that, plot twist, he's not trying to kill Dan. He's trying to save him because the species, yeah. what they got, species recall and this bond. I think that is such a cool idea. That is idea. interesting. And that was concept, very cool. Yeah, twist. and then how yeah. all the ships link together as well at the end. Like, I loved yeah. that part of it. But I'm not super into the look. Um, no. And just the way he acts, it's a bit, I don't know, a bit over the top, a bit. It reminds me a bit of like the Absorbalov. Yeah, I guess it's his accent. Just kind of like, yeah, kind of comic, um, I don't know, Scooby-Doo villain. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. And I'd be interesting to see how it progresses. I think it was a bit like, why is he being so evil if he's actually trying to save them? And I know he says like, Oh, it doesn't mean I have to like him. But it's like, yeah, but you literally are like threatening him. Like you're being very unnecessarily cruel when you don't yeah. know him just because you don't love him. Like doesn't mean, I don't know. It was yeah, a bit pantomime I do like the fact that like, obviously it was it was a fun little interaction that they have when Dan like was, thought it was a costume and stuff. Yeah. Um, I did have a question. So when he first arrives, and he's like, says to Dan, like, you will do what I say. And like, Dan yeah. resists his powers? Why can Dan resist his powers? Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking that. And it wasn't explained. No. I don't know whether so that will come back. So maybe there's something special about Dan. There was another moment. I keep finding moments that relate to, like, other moments. Like, yeah. when Dan was like, I'm nothing special. And I was like, it's like Donna. And she's like, yeah. I'm nothing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there is something, because there's some, there was something special about Donna, you know, the Dr. Donna. Yeah. Yeah. Does he have something about him? It was fresh on my mind. I rewatched um, Journey's End the other day. Anyway, so that's, that's our clash. And this is the first time we see Carnivista as well. So, you know, we've had his yeah. voice in the beginning, but now we see him. And then we're back in the TARDIS with Doctor and Yaz. We get more of their double act you know, vibes. Oh, they're not in the... No, this is... So they arrive in Dan's house and they're like sleuthing around. Um, They find out that they scan... With the laptop, they find out that there's 7 billion Lupari ships heading our way. Which they interpret as an invasion. Yes. Um, At first. 
but then it's a trap and the house is shrunk um yeah which remind me of the master yeah <laughs> yeah very but much. i don't know if it is do you think the master will appear at all in this i don't know there's been no reference like no no promo material or anything but it might be a kind of big reveal mm. would you want the master to be in it i'd i'd be happy to see the master mm-hmm. i feel it would be nice to see sasha dewan's master again i don't want that yeah. to be the end of him. well jody's doing the specials right so maybe yeah be so maybe the specials. the specials yeah because i think they have such a good rapport yeah Okay, well, shall we get on? Because there's still lots yep. to discuss. <laughs> yep, keep going. We've got, like, pages and pages left. Let's <laughs> <laughs> speed it up a bit. But a lot of it we have already touched on. Yeah. So, next we come to a new location, new characters. We're in that house in the Arctic Circle. Yeah, that's weird. I can't figure out what's going on here. That really intrigued me. Yeah. So, we see this couple. We get a brief snapshot of them, obviously, like, Living their domestic life. Living their life together, having a laugh. And then they have this this warning little device ship thing. Which is flashing at them. And she says something like they said this wouldn't happen. Yeah. And then he's like, but only in extreme situations or something. Is it to do with the division? Yeah, I think it might be. But she's the one, she's the one who's like, smash it, like, nope. So she, and then she is the one who then gets transformed into it so i'm a bit confused by it all yeah i'm sure we're supposed to be confused i guess we could discuss that briefly when we go back to them yeah Um, because we see them then and then we come back Mm -hmm. to them a few scenes later when we return to them um the swarm kills the man instantly the way Mm -hmm. that they die by the way when he kills them is like yeah (laughs) not nice um but she's sort of Obviously, then she turns into the sister. Yeah. Um, so I'm confused about, was she the sister all along? Well... And she didn't really, like, she blocked that out? Or she... It gave me vibes of Ruth. Yeah. And Lee. Like, it kind of awoke and, within her. Yeah, it, it reminded me of, like... But then that's Time Lord. Is this related to the Time Lords? Like, is it a similar know. Time Lord, like, chameleon... Um, Maybe. What do they call that? The, what was the chameleon art? Um Yes, the chameleon Situation. Art. Is yeah. it that kind of thing? I don't thing? know. Because I couldn't really tell. Because she must, she has some knowledge of like these extraterrestrial, mm. like she was smashing up the thing. Yeah. So, she, so I don't know. Also, Maybe why she, is there a house in the Arctic Circle anyway? I, I feel like perhaps she wanted to get away from something. Like they're trying yeah. to stay hidden, trying to live a nice, quiet life. And now mm. she's been pulled back into it. Maybe yeah. she chose to kind of get out of that life. And yeah. now she's being, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. We're going to have to see about that. It is interesting. So, we're there. Yeah. And then we're back on Carnivista's spaceship with mm-hmm. Dan. And this is when I liked this. So, this is Dan realising that he's basically in an alien spaceship. He's in space. He's He has, like, a little brief moment of being like, what? But he's pretty unfazed. Like, he quite yeah. readily accepts. Like, yeah. I quite like that because often there's a lot of time that's spent with, like, them being like, what? Huh? Oh Aliens? Oh, my God, it's no, bigger on the I don't inside. believe it. Yeah. But he's quickly, like, he's, he is obviously shocked, but he's not super-duper phased. Yeah. And he's also, he shows himself in this scene to be quite smart. Yeah. Um, because this is when he's threat, kind of as threatens to kill him. And he's like, you would have done that already in my kitchen if you were going to. Um, so he's like, 
we're getting more more insight into Dan's character and he's obviously got the the savvy wit about him that that the that you need to be to be a companion so he's shaping up nicely for sure yeah so we next go back to the doctor and Yaz and Yaz is like they don't have an argument but this is when Yaz is sort of like why are you so interested in Carnivista what's happening like why are you following him like she's trying to get the doctor to tell her what's going on yeah and obviously the doctor's hiding something and at this Mm. point we don't know what it is and I guess it is later revealed that the reason she's following Carnivista is because she's he's the only alive operative of the division that Mm. she's come across and so she's like tell me about the division so I guess I think that's the reason that is revealed it is a mystery for most of the episode but it's cool that the doctor's trying to find out about the division yeah I know we've already discussed the division a bit but um yeah so that's obviously going to be the motive of the doctor throughout this um but will she reveal that to Yaz I don't know we shall see um oh yeah okay and then we get a new character Claire Claire this intrigues me what do you think about Claire and the Weeping Angel I I'm very interested it's obviously very something very timey-wimey going on Mm. um I saw a post that was really linking the the conversation Sally Sparrow has at the end of the Weeping Angels with the doctor where she's like oh my god I didn't expect to run into you you don't know me but this is blah 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 it was the conversations were really similar Except, oh, I suppose, from, from Sally's perspective, we saw Sally's side of the story the whole episode and then see, we see her seeing the Doctor at the end. Whereas this is, we're seeing Claire's just appear at the end and maybe we're going to now see Claire from the beginning or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, I like it's that. It's interesting. Um, I'm, yeah. I don't know what she has to do with the Weeping Angels, why she, she knew about the Weeping Angels, she knew not to blink, so it, it, I, I don't know, something timey-wimey is going on. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be nice and satisfying to see it all um, play out. She said something also um, about like going home the long way around or something. She did. Which was, uh, I thought, ah. Peter. Heaven sent. Yeah. And I guess, what did you think of the, the next scene we have with her, which is, comes up very shortly anyway, um, we're pretty much there, when, you know, she is... Zap back in time, back. We're, le- we're led to think. The- I really liked we- that. What did you think of the Weeping Angel itself? I love the Weeping Angel. I'm just, I was very excited to see the Weeping Angels. <laughs> I don't know why, like, it seems very random that they were there. Yeah, the thing that struck me is obviously, like, the first time we seen the Weeping the first time we saw the Weeping Angel, a- yeah. the first time we saw the Weeping Angels, like, the setting was that creepy yeah. old manor house with mm-hmm. statues. This is an ordinary street in Liverpool. Like, yeah. So it's a, it it jarred me a little. I was a little bit like, why is it here? But I guess that's the point. And then yeah, I think we're gonna find out. I I think about yeah. what Claire's link is to the the Weeping Angels and she what she already knows about them, what she's been warned about them, where she's been sent back to. Do you think she's yeah. been sent back to the tunnel times? She could be, the... but but then I mean, so far that's our only indication of the historical things. Although in the next time trailer we're in a different time period, I think. Yeah, because did they battle. mention Mary Seacole? Yeah, when is Mary Seacole? I don't know. We studied her at school. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Let me Google. The Crimean War. So that is Victorian times. Yeah, it's, okay. it is. She. So So we're assuming maybe Claire's gone back there, but then how is she going to... I don't know. We're going to have to see. 
something something's gonna happen yeah um, yeah i think the i mean obviously it doesn't have the same impact as it did in blink because that was no. the first time but i think they did the like attack scene well like her fumbling with the keys like you can you can feel her fear you can imagine completely like the way she's like scrambling and it doesn't fit in the door and you're like that's yeah. 100% what would happen and she knows not to blink but yeah she can't help it because you know we're humans we have yeah, to blink you have to blink yeah no i i enjoyed i enjoyed really enjoyed seeing the weepy angels yeah um, and nice welcome so back that was cool um it was cool so next we come to what i think might be my i i want to say like this is my favorite moment or my most intriguing aspect of the story Ooh, which is vinda vinda observation outpost rose coincidence rose, rose yeah i wondered what that's about can you imagine if billy piper's in this series you know that she said in an interview somewhere i believe maybe this is fake news but she was like i feel like enough time has passed now that i'd be happy to oh i love that oh my gosh Return. i hope she comes back <laughs> so perhaps um, cool. yeah that is interesting because they, they must have named it rose for a reason yeah i mean they wouldn't just nothing is a coincidence in doctor yeah Who. especially when so you that's call interesting so- something rose like exactly like they know that we're all going to be like excuse me <laughs> but, but yeah I Minda. thought his speech was so it just drew me in it was so yeah. the way what he was saying so obviously he this is his twenty one thousand seven hundred and fifty fourth report Mm. So he's been stuck there for a long time. He's given this speech, like, nothing's changed. Yeah. It seemed quite run-of-the-mill. I feel like you often, you can, like, often in sci-fi things, you get these situations. Um, yeah. But I thought it was so interesting because he ended his speech with, like, and as always, um, I hope that you all go to hell. Yeah. So it's like, what's that about? Why is he... I think it's the division. I'm assuming something for the division. Do you think he's working for the division? Do you think he's being punished think, by the division? I think he's having to work for them, but perhaps as punishment, mm. being kept on, on lookout. Yeah, I just I'm so I I'm very intrigued by Vinda. It is I, very intriguing. I think the visuals at that point were really cool as well. Yeah, very cool. Uh, yeah, I'm interested if Vinda's going to become like because they kind of introduce Vinda on like the promo material as if he's going to be quite a big part. Well, yeah, when they did that Comic Con panel as well, they were like. It's special guest, so and so as Vinda, yeah. and they had a whole big chat with him. He's a big fan as well of the show, which oh, is amazing. Great. Yeah, good to know. So I'm interested yeah. to see how he's going to tie in because he just kind of ejects himself, doesn't he? At yeah, the end. yeah. He, so, so it all starts to basically crumble around, all go him. wrong, and everything's like flashing red and warning signs because we see planets start to disintegrate. This is the first time we see we see the flux, really, in this yeah. episode. And I really like the graphics of the flux. Yeah, I think it looks really too. cool, kind of everything kind of crumbling away into this kind of swarm of, oh, it's a swarm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but it looks Yeah, it's cool. hard to describe, but it's kind of like these balls of like, I don't know, like, gas dust ash yeah type. all I don't kind know of what... rolling yeah along and grabbing like kind of absorbing everything with it yeah it's, it's interesting very describe. cool yeah that was cool so we have that and then we already discussed this so then we go back to the arctic circle and we have the moment where the swarm reawakens his sister is the swarm yes like his name or is it the species i don't or like, know what's going on? But anyway we can call swarm? them swarm and sister for now okay yes um well, we've already discussed that, so we don't need to touch on that again. Yeah. And then we're back to 
the doctor and Carvanista and she confronts him and yeah. is like, tell me about the division. And he won't. Why won't yeah. he tell her about I the division? I don't know. Very interesting. But it's interesting because his species is Lupari. So up until now, the division has been a Time Lord thing. Yeah. But he's not a Time Lord. No. He's a Lupari. He is. <laughs> and... And then we've already discussed this really cool thing, but we have, you know, the species recall discussion. I love the idea of, like, them being bonded to I the I think humans. it's quite a play on the kind of, like, man's best friend and the, the dog. Yeah, I mean, the... they make a few jokes about it. Yeah, because it's also like Dan is kept in the cage like a, yeah, like a yeah. dog. <laughs> and she says, I've got a bone to pick with you. Yeah. It's quite funny. Um, um, yeah, it's it's cool. I don't know why this bond is like created. Well, it's I don't know if that's just something we kind of accept as like. It's cool. funny because the doctor says like the doctor knows what a species recall is. I think yeah, like, it's obviously not something that's exclusive to the Luparian humans. Like, mm. I don't know. I don't know either. So many questions. Yeah. Um, but then we have. Um, it's interesting at this point. He gives this description of what the flux is and it's mm. very dramatic i didn't write yeah. it down but it's like you know it's destroying the universe the whole of earth is going to be done it's like the yeah. worst thing ever da, 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 da. like it's yeah and it's already begun it's very dramatic the destruction um, of reality it's so yeah so it does remind me of davros yeah. and the reality bomb yeah and then we have at the same time, Yaz breaking Dan out of his cage. Yeah. And nice to see them interact. I like that a lot. Yeah. They're kind of Sheffield, Liverpool. Yeah. Ants. And then the whole team is together. And I think I really like, you know, the doctor's first line to Dan. Do you know what she said? No. She said, nice to meet you, Dan. Run for your life. Oh, did she actually say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. And I, so I only noticed it the cool. second time round. And I... I don't know if it's just since doing this podcast, I'm like hyper aware of like the world of Doctor Who, but I, I keep noticing like links with other things. Yeah. Oh, I love that though. But that was really fun. And then they enter the TARDIS. And then we have the Doctor being like, and what's the flux? And why didn't I know about it? And who, who does? Cut to 30 trillion light years away. Mm. Um, it's the Santarans. Yeah. So what do you think of the Santarans and their involvement in the story? I don't really understand their involvement in the story quite yet. No. But they seem to be evil and plotting away. Yes, they have very much, like, big baddie energy about yeah, them. Yeah, um, they do. Because I feel like we, we're kind of used to seeing the Sontarans in a... Like, f- from from the kind of most recent times we've seen them in a kind of comic role with, like, mm. Strax and everything and, like, the whole kind of, um, you know... It was always kind of like... jokes. yeah. Exactly. And I feel like this is them kind of redefining themselves as baddies again. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I like the, I like how you've, uh, yeah, framed it that way. I think that's very true. Do you like them this way? In, I guess including their new look as well. Do you prefer yeah. the comedic old look Sontarans or the more evil new look Sontarans? I don't know. I think we're going to have to wait and see because we yeah. didn't, haven't seen much yet. We've just kind of seen them being like, haha, we are evil. Yeah, so, and they basically said something like, the flux is coming, we've got to take advantage of it. I'm yeah. excited about all this bloodshed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, I don't really know, but I, I think the look is quite cool. It's kind of weird. I think I prefer it. It is weird. It's a bit 
they look kind of like deformed. Almost. They do look quite deformed. It looks kind of... It's a bit unsettling. I don't know if that's what they looked like more in Classic, classic Who. Yeah, maybe. Because it kind of lo- reminds me of something you would see in Classic Who. Um, yeah. But I, th- I, do, I think they do look quite cool. Um, I think there's the actor who's played three different characters, three different Sontarans oh, really? throughout the different eras... Like from like the he's he's the only actor who's played a different character in like the David Tennant era and like the, across three different Doctors. It's quite oh cool. really? Um, yeah. That's cool. So well, he looks different. I guess obviously. he does. <laughs> so yeah, I think we'll obviously get more of them next time. Um, yeah, definitely, because the next episode is called War of the Suntarans. The War of the Suntarans. Yeah. Yes. So that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe the Suntarans are linked to the um. Victorians, maybe they're the ones Ooh, that are digging the tunnels. Maybe I guess we saw Strax in Victorian times. Because guess what? There was a. Do you remember the Doctor Who Adventure Games? No. Oh, they were so good. <laughs> there was what? a series of computer games called the Doctor Who Adventure Games. Um, Wait, on the on the website. No, they were like you downloaded it. It was like it was Did voiced by. Huh? Did you play them? Yeah, I played them all. They were five. Why, they were why great. Why did I not play them? I think you were probably too old and cool. Oh, okay. It was Matt Smith's era. He, he like voiced them and everything. Matt Smith? Um, but there was, yes, there was an episode of the Doctor Who Adventure Games, which was Sontarans in Victorian England. Oh. I think it was Victorian England anyway. It was like oldie timey England. Um, so I don't know whether that's my brain associating Sontarans with that time from the Adventure Games. And they were in tunnels under the city in that game. So I don't know. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So that makes me kind of draw a link. So we'll see. We will see. Um, okay, and then... Oh, yeah, so then we get another psychic link. Yeah. Um, well, no, actually, before that, the cloister bell rings, and the doctor's like, it's a warning, the flux is coming. And I was like, the cloister bells? Was that to do with the... The, the cloisters and Gallifrey? The cloister wraiths were the things in Gallifrey. Yeah. In, he- in, in Hellbent. Of, yeah. So is this something to do with that? I don't know. Interesting. I didn't really pay attention to that, so I'm not but sure. But we get another zoom through the Doctor's eye, and she says, like, I can feel the universe breaking. And it's yeah. like, she's really becoming aware of the flux. And, and this is when she has her confrontation with the swarm. Yeah. I don't know if this is actually happening, or if this is like a dream. I think it's some sort of psychic link. Yeah. Again, it gave me real strong Harry Potter Voldemort vibes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of this? So like we, we learn that, this, that they've met before. They fought before. Yeah. She doesn't remember. He does. What do you think about all of this? I don't know. Very interesting. I'm assuming we're going to kind of play into the timeless children yeah arc um sure and kind of i don't know i i've seen random theories of all sorts about like the involvement but i feel like at this point it could be anything Mm. i don't know um it's gonna be fun, Jazz. Like when we find out what's happened, because we've never had before such speculation on our. Podcast. And we, we're gonna have it recorded, which is cool. Yeah. To see what we what we thought. It's cool. I saw someone be like, maybe um, the swarm is the actual kind of timeless child, and is angry because they kind of took the oh. regeneration energy or something. But that's just a rogue theory. But you know, could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, we'll have to see. Um. But yeah, so that's cool. And then, 
And then it all really starts hurtling towards the end. We've got this idea, I think the Doctor says, like, the end of the universe is chasing us, and they decide to, like, head to Earth, um, and they get the Lupari ships. Like, she... This, I completely missed the first time watching this. But right. on my rewatch, I figured out. So, like, they all lock... All the ships can lock together in yeah. formation. And the ships are built to, like, withstand the flux. I don't know yeah. how. I don't know how really know either. The so they all come together in this big battalion mm-hmm. to shield the Earth. They're trying yeah. to get the TARDIS on the other side, but they can't get there. Um, I thought it was quite funny when the Doctor was like, one last shot, like vortex energy oh <laughs> yeah like, it was like opening was like... the heart of the TARDIS <laughs> but then it like didn't work straight away. I know and it was just like oh okay yeah I thought I didn't know whether that was like a joke or yeah. like, it, it was kind it, of <laughs> strange I, it was quite funny I quite liked it. it it felt realistic in the sense that obviously none of this is realistic but obviously like yeah that's actually true because so often the doctor is like, and now for my last trick, I'm going to try this. And obviously it works. But it's quite funny for her to have the same gravitas of like, <laughs> one last shot. Here we go. <laughs> and then yeah. it's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've just missed out a little scene, which is important. Um, oh, yeah. Um, we've got Diane. She's waiting for her date Diane, with Dan. yes. Poor, first thing, you're like, oh, poor Diane. She's been she's, stood up. Yeah, I thought that's what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be, oh, Diane's been left because he's on a spaceship. But she gets locked in with some voice from the house. Which is the, the female Which is the, the sister. sister. Um, and she gets, like, mind controlled to move into this house. Yeah. Um, and then she... But inside, is, there's all this water. They're in like, yeah. a t- are they in tunnels? Is that like the Victorian tunnels? Like, it kind of gave me like Liverpool. a sewer vibe. That's true, perhaps. Um, what do you think? Why does she want her? I have this no idea. This goes back idea. to what we were saying earlier. Like, is it some link to Dan, which is a link to the Doctor? Maybe. I don't know. Could be. Um, I don't know. It's very random. I don't know, but it's interesting. It reminded me of the Upside Down as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I keep having yeah. these like, flashes of different things. Yeah, it's kind of true. Um, but yeah, that. so that's intriguing. What's going to happen? I hope she doesn't bite the dust because I like I her. hope not. I think she seems nice. And yeah, and then that's basically it. Yeah. And we finish. A big with cliffhanger. A flash of, we get, I wrote them all down, we get... A quick, like, shot of yeah. Linda, Claire, the Victorian men, Diane, the Carnavista, the Weeping Angels, the Sontarans, the Swarm, and the Doctor. Love that. I really like that. It yeah. kind of feels like they're just flashing you all the pieces of the puzzle to yeah. kind of lead you into the next... I don't know. I'm, it makes me excited to see how everything's going to link. Yeah, definitely. It... Mm. It... Oh, uh, yeah. It was great. Yeah. And I think it's so cool that they've managed to do that. Because I was thinking it reminded me a bit of like, you know, in Journey's End when it's like, all oh, the companions. It's like, yeah. boom, boom, boom. But yeah, they're yeah. all characters we care about. These, half of these are new people. Yeah. Like, they've done such a good job in this episode that you're invested in them all by the end. Yeah, I'm you know? invested. And very then excited. it ends very dramatically with the Doctor saying, the end of the universe. I always wondered what it would feel like. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we have our brief next time. Um, yeah. What are you? What are your predictions then? So, what do you think is going to happen next? So, we've got this. The next chapter is the War of the Sontarans. Yeah, and we get introduced to Mary Seacole. And so, Suntaran. Mary Seacole is. Did you say the Crimean War? Yes. Do you reckon the Sontarans are going to try and utilize this war? And well, we have that shot of them at that battle, don't we? Yeah. Which is clearly an Earth like oldie timey battle. 
Mm. Yeah. I think maybe they say something. Oh, yeah. Did you see? I think it's an extended trailer on the Doctor Who YouTube channel. I think I did um, see it, yeah. And they say that Earth can be an outpost of the Sontaran Empire. Mm. So I guess they want to utilize all the chaos to. to I don't know. To, what to is their motive? Earth? I'm not sure, but I guess all we can say, I suppose, is this chapter is going to be very Swantaran focused. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to... Do you think that some of the other characters will take a backseat in the next episode and it will be like, this is the Swantaran's time? Or do you think we'll continue getting everybody mixed in throughout? I don't know. I'm hoping we see a bit of everybody. Hmm. Because I'm... I don't know. They could kind of take the approach of they'll do like the Sontaran episode and then they're going to do like the Weeping yeah. Angel episode or like, I don't know, which may work. Um, but I think it'd be quite cool to kind of have it all still going along. Yeah, seeing I agree. some different things. Um, but I have, I have no idea. I'm very excited for the next episode. Yeah. So I guess that sort of wraps it up. I know we talked for a long time, which is not was, was not our plan. But do you have any more thoughts that you want to add? Anything else you've read or come across or thought yourself that you think is important to note? I don't think so right now. And yeah, any more, any more predictions for? No, <laughs> I feel like it's very unknown at this point. It is. It which could is... go anyway, which is very exciting. Yeah. Because I have, I have no idea where it's going to go, and I'm very excited. Me neither. So where would you, how, if you had to give this one a rating, what would you say? Ooh, out of out of what out of ten. Yeah, I suppose. And where, or where would you rank it on as as an opener on our scale of openers? Mm, I think I don't know. Out of ten, maybe like a solid eight something. I was I thinking know. eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's I good. really enjoyed it. Eight point five, maybe. Maybe. No, I actually really enjoyed it. I think it would maybe be fantastic as well on that scale. Maybe. What was? What did we rate? We had two that were fantastic, which was the eleventh hour and Rose. I don't know if they if it gets up with the maybe the next rows, one though. which was I can't remember but like the upper end of very like, good slash very fantastic good. yeah I think. yeah 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 because I really I don't know whether it's just paired with the like kind of excitement of it all yeah I had such excitement and expectations like I was just ready for it to be good so I like I I knew I was gonna enjoy it probably whatever it was yeah but I think it actually is a very good episode like I really. I think it was really well done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I guess if you had to pick one either standout moment, standout character, standout thing of the episode, mm. like what was your highlight? I really like Dan, actually. I yeah? think Dan is a, is a good, had a really nice introduction there. I found him very likeable. What about you? I I mean, I really liked Vinder and the, the outpost. Yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued, intrigued by Vinder by too. That. And I yeah. think the swarm are really good as well. Yes, I agree. I do. I'm very intrigued by that. Um, so yeah, I guess should we wrap it up here? Yeah, I reckon we should. But very excited for next week. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be back next week with episode two. Um, Follow us on Instagram at listen underscore pod, um, and feel free to like let us know what you think because very interested to hear other people's opinions on it yeah we'd love to like have a bit of conversation if anyone has any thoughts like let us know also you can send us an email if you want listen doctor who pod at gmail.com that's our email address um yeah and we're very excited to be here 
for the ride. I hope you enjoyed joining us for this breakdown of the new series of Doctor Who. Thanks for taking the time to listen to listen. 